hello and welcome to the Big Apple School podcast, the weekly English show where we speak about everything under the sun. The major goal of this show is to help you improve your English and of course, learn something new. My name's Katja, I'm your host and today with me... Ken from the Philippines and Benjamin from London, England. Guys, you know, we're doing our best to be as useful to you as possible and we would love to get some feedback about it. So subscribe to our pages on SoundCloud, Apple, Yandex, Google, any platform where you listen to our podcast and let us know what you think. Um, if you have ideas about our next episodes, please share. What do you want us to talk about? Well, give us stars. You may leave comments ask questions, and of course, rate and review our podcasts if you like them. It won't take much time or effort, but it will help us a lot, right? Yeah. Do you, do you want to have <laughs> some comments from the listeners? Give us some suggestions. Please do, yeah. All right, and what about you two? How have you been? What's up? Yeah, pretty good. Busy week. Happy to be here. Feeling happy because the weather is getting better. It's warmer now, so yeah, I feel good. It's still a lot of dust there's like, a lot there's of a dust. Lot really dust. dusty though. I have noticed that I cannot really long um, for a long time without wearing a mask. You know, because then, you know, I just start coughing and I'm like, oh. You know, the funny thing is I wear, I, I mean, uh, I wear my mask not because I want it to be protected from other people who might have the virus, but it's more for protection against the dust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the situation now. Yeah, now here. Yeah, we need some rain. We need some rain. So anything anything new? Anything exciting? I know that Ben had um, some kind of a meeting with the Gopniks. Oh, Gopniks. No, <laughs> I was just woken up very early this morning. There was a, a lovely group of individuals playing around the, the playground outside my apartment building. Maybe they just wanted to play around before the kids got there. <laughs> they were very active. They were very jolly. It was, yeah. Oh, it's not like, you know... A, Drunken crowd, nothing like that. I think they might have been <laughs> influenced by something. Right. <laughs> Under the influence. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, what is it called? Euphemism? I think it's called, you know, when you don't say something right, directly. Right. Yes, it's implied. So you, you seem to be a master of it. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and we are here today to talk about shopping and fashion and style and ooh, I love this topic really. And I recently had it with several of my students. We had the discussion for a couple of weeks, like not one lesson, but like four, five lessons. Wow. Because I love the topic. There's so much to discuss as you will see in just a second. So, and I want to ask you, so how would you describe your style maybe? Mine is more casual. Um, if I don't go to work, I prefer to wear just jeans and then maybe a long sleeve uh, shirt because I don't want to show my very skinny arms. <laughs> and um, if I, you know, if I can wear a jacket, I'd prefer to wear a jacket. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it comes to shoes, of course, just trainers. Um, yeah, as simple as possible and as comfy as possible. You said that when you go, when you don't have work. Right. So, so is it different, you know, how you dress when you go to work and when you don't go to work? Definitely. Because I feel like, of course, you know, as teachers, I feel like I have to look a certain way. And mm -hmm. by that, I mean, it has to be semi-formal or a bit formal, depending on what kind of uh, institution I go to. Because before, when I used to work, you know, uh, in high school, so basically I would wear suit and tie. 
So that was the standard mm-hmm. um, dress code. But here, um, it's a little bit semi-formal because I just wear trousers, long-sleeved shirt. So yeah, mm-hmm. that air of being a teacher. <laughs> but outside of work, of course, just casual clothes. I, I have a quick question. So when you said that you were wearing suit and a tie, was there any kind of a um, rule maybe what color the suit has to be? Well, there was no prescribed color so long as it's, you know, the, the whole thing is worn. So mm-hmm. basically suit and tie and black shoes, of course. Um, and that's it. But no specific color for the, mm-hmm. the suit itself. Mm-hmm. But no jeans. Yeah, no t-shirts, no, nothing like that. No. So okay. when you were teaching the Philippines, were you given a set of rules as to what you could wear and what you couldn't wear? or were Yes, you, yeah. uh, there was. I think it also depends on, you know, what kind of institution you teach at. Because let's say here at Big Apple School, it's very casual. It's very informal mostly. Right. But if you go, um, you know, to a secondary school or to some kind of a gymnasium, for example, you will see that people there dress a little bit differently True. because they have to. But I remember a quick story. Um, I, well, probably you won't think about that looking at me now, but I love bright colors. You know, things like yellow, um, red, you know, all that. That's why I love my yellow coat. Ugh. So anyway, when, when I was teaching at school, we were expected to wear, you know, formal clothes. And I was. But the thing is that I was wearing suits and they were like, you know, pink jacket or yellow jacket or purple skirt or something like that. And once the headmaster, you know, approached me and said, Katrina, well, you know, um, y- you know, we have some kind of a dress code, which is, you know, formal. I'm like, I'm wearing a suit. <laughs> what can be more formal than that? And she's like, well, well, you know, it's so bright. I'm like, I am not going to become, you know, one of those people who only wear, wears, wear gray you know, and then they are absolutely unnoticeable. Like, no, I want to be bright. You know, I work with kids. They like it. You want to stand out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what's funny, though? Um, later, I think, it was, I think it was three years later, I was working at a language school and I had a new student. And the first lesson, we were having a conversation. And she was around 20. And she looked at me. And she asked me, you know, where did you work before? And I said, oh, in this place. She's like, wait, I studied there. And she looked at me and said, wait a second. You are the one with the red jacket, or like the <laughs> yellow jacket. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. She's like, I remember you. You were you so see? cool. <laughs> well, it's just nice to be able to be identified by something. Right? It's cool to have your own style and to have people notice you for a certain aspect of your style. Mm-hmm. That makes you more memorable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's how I would describe my style. Like I always try to have something bright. If I'm wearing all black, then I would wear some kind of accessories maybe. And in general, I would say that it. I think the style would be described as casual slash smart casual sometimes depending on the occasion. And sometimes it's the, oh, I don't care what I'm wearing style. Mm. You know, that also happens. <laughs> Not at work, usually. But also now I work offline, so <laughs> that also happens. Ben, and what about you? I would say if I had to give myself a label, I'd say I like minimalist, maybe utilitarian style where what I wear has a use, has a purpose and is not too... I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to think how to describe it because obviously I like to look good, but I don't, 
I like to keep things minimal. So you go with a classic set then of um, plain clothes, something that you can wear to any occasion. Yeah, so so black, usually darker clothes, sometimes a white T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, I like so, plain clothes, which can be worn in a range of different mm-hmm. functions. I think things like you know dark jeans, um, black T-shirts, white T-shirts, plain white T-shirts. Right. These are timeless. Like no matter where you go, no matter what year it is, it's always going to be you know needed. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you wear any accessories? I used to when I was younger. When I was a teenager, I would have uh, a necklace and some trinkets. You know, like um, some fancy bracelets. And I remember I would wear uh, a ring too. Um, mm-hmm. And I even had um, I don't know. Uh, do piercings count for accessories or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you used have piercings. Yeah. What kind of piercings? Um, just the you know the typical one. I I have um two uh. On one ear, so oh, like cool. my left ear, um, and what else? Uh, I used to collect different kinds of hats or caps because Ooh. I wanted to stand out. You know, I was young then, and I wanted to experiment. So I guess that's the only time in my life when I was really into sort of fashion, if you well, if you could call that. But nowadays, no accessories except for my watch, which mm-hmm. you know, funny. That I haven't worn it today. <laughs> with, with your piercings, did you have your piercings on the ear lobe or did you have it on the the cartilage at the top of the ear? Um, both, uh, both. Because I, I once had one on the cartilage and it was so painful. To, the, did you have this? Experience? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But you know, if <laughs> if you wanted to stand out, then yeah, uh, you know, that time I really wanted to. So. Yeah, you could bear the pain. <laughs> Did you? You never had one of those. What are they called again? With the the really big holes in the side of the ear. Have you ever? Gauged. Oh yeah, I've seen those gauges. Yeah, have you? Have you ever had one? Oh, I have never had one. Actually, in the last, in the previous episode, we talked about you know piercings yeah. and body modifications. We talked about them. No, I've never had. I never had that. Um, I do have piercings, as I have mentioned again uh, in the previous episode, and I have. Uh, well, now I have one, two, three, four, five. Well. I mean, if we count the earlobes, yeah. then wow. I have two dermals in my neck over here. It used to be three, but alas, I had yeah. to take one off. And I have one uh, behind my ear. It's also a dermal. So wow. it's usually not seen not seen unless I wear a po- ponytail. So, yeah. And I used to have, you know, this tragus pierced. It's a tragus? Yeah, it's a part of your ear. Oh, cool. So, but then I realized that it's not comfortable to wear earphones. And I needed them, so I'm like, oh yeah, okay, just. Oh yeah, I guess that must have been quite a struggle to put an earphone in there. Yes, so I think if you wear like headphones, maybe you well, you're not supposed to have any problems. But I only, I only, yeah, I have only earphones. I've never had headphones. I think so. Yeah. Wait, what made you get a piercing? I, I was what 19 years old. So was this? But I mean, it wasn't a, It wasn't an earlobe, so you knew it was going to be painful. I didn't know it was going to be that painful. Oh my goodness! It was real painful. Oh yeah, yeah. It that hurt. Part. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to the piercing shop and just sat there and said, "Yeah, let, let's do it. How how bad can it be?" <laughs> <laughs> I was kicking like a mule. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I have a story um, 
connected with accessories because I wear a lot of them. Like I have a lot of earrings, rings. Um, We can see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to put two more ear uh, rings on my left hand, but okay. And uh, two years ago, when I was coming, when I was coming home from the U.S., so in Moscow um, at Cheremetyevo Airport, so the customs officer or however you call these people, they you know. They asked me to come over and um, they're like, is that your suitcase? And I had two uh, suitcases at the time. So I said, yes. They're like, we see that there is some sort of metal over there. Is that rings? I said, yes. Like, open up and show us every single ring. So they made me show them every single ring, tell them what it's made of, where I got it and how much I paid for it. What did they think? I oh. think they thought that I was, you know, smuggling maybe the jewelry to Russia to sell it. Yeah. Because, wow. you know, I didn't feel any kind of declaration. You yeah. know, I didn't um, file anything. It, it must have been a lot then. I mean, for them to, I mean, you know, to, to check it. Yeah, but uh, so they asked me and I said, well, you know, I bought this in a secondhand store. This is a gift from my parents. Uh, this I bought in a shop in Boston for like $5. And just so you understand, I I had uh, more than 30 pairs of ring. Well, more than 30 rings with me. Wow. And no then, wonder they stopped you. And then they said, wait, what? what's in the second suitcase? I'm like, earrings to match those rings. Oh, they just looked at me like, you know, roll their eyes. Like, just, just go. Okay. I don't know if you've ever watched this show. It's called Nothing to Declare. It's a really good show. It's about the borders or the customs officers in the UK. And they rummage through people's bags, checking for all kinds of illicit substances and illegal undeclared items and they always come across British tourists bringing in a lot of tobacco and usually oh, they seize wow. all the tobacco. Is it because it's cheaper in, in other countries? It's much cheaper. So you know, it's it's like, um, well, we don't have a show about it, but a lot of people smuggle tobacco from Kazakhstan. Oh, right. Like really, and they find all the, you know, ridiculous ways to hide it in their cars or everywhere. Yeah. So, wait, I think uh, maybe it was just a random video or a podcast. I don't remember now, but I remember listening um, to a story about uh, British customs officers who um, asked a woman, you know, um, who was coming from the US to Britain, whether she had anything to declare. And she said no. So, and apparently they found, you know, some kind of jewelry that was uh, sewn into her bag, yeah. like the bottom of the bag. Then they asked her, well... You haven't declared anything, you know, that you bought anything in the U.S., but yet you have this fur coat on you and you have this. And these are the items that are clearly sold, you know, in like Macy's or some other shops in the U.S. So and apparently they later told her that if she does not confess, it would be like, you know, a federal crime or something like that. So she would be charged with smuggling or something mm -hmm. like that. They're, so. they're very sharp at the border. Last time I came to the U.K., I was flying from the US to the UK to get my Russian visa to come here to Russia. And they stopped me and they, they fully searched all my bags because I was traveling from California, which as you know, is a, uh, well, they said, did you bring any marijuana with you? And I said, no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to get caught doing that. And They're and like, did you they... bring any marijuana? You're like, yeah. I prefer local. You know, <laughs> why would I bring it? <laughs> well, obviously, because yeah, California is a destination mm -hmm. for that. So... They, they rummaged through my bags and asked me. They were very polite to me, but they yeah asked me a lot of questions about this. <laughs> wow. So um, 
we've just, wait, okay, no, not about style, but what about shopping? Do you like shopping? What's well, your- uh, my straightforward answer, no. <laughs> I told you earlier that I will be the re- representative of people who don't like shopping. Well, you know, um, I go shopping, I think, once every two years. And I also try to do it quickly. I mean... <clears throat> I mean, do your clothes last two years? Yeah. Wow. And even more than that, um, I try to buy quality clothes that will last for years because I really hate the idea of shopping. <laughs> really. <laughs> so, you know, some people um, buy high quality clothes or, you know, expensive things in order to have, you know, just to have the quality, to have them last. And you are doing that... You know, in order not to go shopping again. (laughs) It's like investment in your... I don't have the patience because I remember back in the day when my grandmother used to take us to, you know, to go shopping and it would take us hours and hours because, you know, we would jump from one shop to another Mm -hmm. and sometimes um, we... You know, sometimes we wouldn't do it in a mall, but in some bazaar or some kind of, you know, like oh, uh, we a street had those. market. Oh, and God. then you could negotiate. Um, she would haggle. And then if she doesn't get the price, she would move on to another shop. And so it was kind of like exhausting. And <laughs> because of that, from my childhood, I told myself, if I'm going to go shopping, I'm going to do it as quickly as possible. And if, you know... Uh, if it's possible, just in one shop, because I would hate to go from one shop to another. You know that your story just brought up memories from my childhood, because we used to have some kind of a bazaar, like, you know, a market. And uh, when you had to try something on, they would, you know, have some kind of a curtain, you know, hold it. And then they would have some kind of a cardboard, you know, piece on the well on the ground. And you would have to quickly change and try things on, which was very funny and adventurous when it was minus 40 and yes, you had to buy something. I was, was going to ask, like, so the, was this an outdoor bazaar or was it? Yes. And so you would <laughs> yes. winter clothes and... Yeah, yeah. Oh well, my goodness. Yeah, shopping has no, you know, seasons well, like that. Uh, I've so, never yeah. thought about this because, well, you know that I'm from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. We don't have winter. So basically it's, I would say, warm or hot for the most part of the year. So I've never thought like, Okay, shopping in winter, especially not in a mall. Wow. So when when we had the first, I wouldn't call it a mall, but the same, you know, the same market just indoors. God, we were so happy. Because you can imagine trying something on when, it, when it's minus 40. <laughs> not fun. Not wow. fun. And I, w- I, I always felt so sorry for people who work there because you can imagine they had so many layers on. And I mean, how could they possibly stand there all day long in such a weather? Horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen videos on YouTube of the market in Yakutsk where mm-hmm. they sell the salted fish. Yeah, the salted fish. and Yeah, yeah. And other that- trinkets. That too. Well, that still actually, that still exists. If the outdoors uh, clothes market do not, that still does. Because it's very convenient. You don't have to buy a freezer or anything. You sell fish outdoors. It's it, it's going to freeze, you know, yeah. anyway. So, saves you the electricity. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Ben, what about you? I love thrift shopping. I love going to secondhand shops and looking at clothes there and... Yeah, I love doing that. I, when I lived in Vegas, there were so many great thrift shops over there, or thrift stores as they call them. 
and I spent a lot of time rummaging through. It's like a treasure hunt, you know. Yeah. I don't want to spoil the fun here, <laughs> but, but you will. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to provide a different perspective.、Um, I've only tried it once, like secondhand shopping. But、um, I remember when I was in the shop, I was thinking, I wonder who the previous owner was.、Um, Um, is he dead now? That, that's part of the、um, whole fun. <laughs> and you, you guess. And to、uh, really,、um, it's crazy because I was thinking. I wonder if that guy had a disease that's you know <laughs> contagious. I, I know, I know. I sound crazy right now, but those but I mean, when、thoughts. you when you buy something in a secondhand store, you don't you know put it on and start wearing it right away. You usually, still you know wash it like any kind of a new clothing. Yeah, of course. But I don't know. It's just. <laughs> Anyway, it's just how my mind works. I just feel like, oh my god, maybe you know the person who owned it before died of a some kind of a serious disease or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I told you I don't want to spoil the the fun. But anyway, I mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand the worries. Yeah,、uh, Ben, can you think of any gem that you found while thrifting? Was there anything you know that you still remember or you really loved? I found some good caps, some good baseball caps at, at thrift shops, and what else did I find? I found a few good pairs of trousers because trousers. I mean, you're not really going to catch a disease from trousers if you watch them. Maybe,、well, maybe you could do. Who knows? Depends but, on what kind of disease. Yeah, maybe if you wear, if you buy a scarf, maybe you could catch a disease there because you put that right around your face, and you don't normally wash scarves. Okay. Wait, you what now? <laughs> well, do you, you don't. Do you wash your scarves? <laughs> Unless, I mean, of course, I, I, I wouldn't wash a scarf unless I spilled ketchup on it or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What else do you、yeah. not wash, Ben? <laughs> no, 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 of course I wash everything. Just, scarves are usually woolen, and you don't really wash them. Well, there are different regimes, you know, in a washing machine, or you can take them once a year to a dry cleaner. Yeah. Like with a coat, you don't usually wash, you know, a winter coat. Yeah. But you take it to a dry cleaners, so yeah, yeah. true. You know,、um, my experience with thrift, you know, with thrift shops, has been really cool because Boston has a lot of them, and they are real gems. And you know, in the US, there's Goodwill, which is also, I think, across yeah, Goodwill is across all over the country, the States, right? Yeah, all over. And I'm going to expand, you know, my、um, story. Not well, I'm not going to limit it to clothes shopping, but to All sorts of shop, shopping, because when I moved to an apartment and I had nothing to eat from or to cook in, I went to a thrift store and I bought, you know, pots, pans,、uh, bowls, and usually the price was like one dollar, two dollars, you know, for for a baking sheet,、wow. for something like that. Oh, and then、um, so there's this game which is called Five Second Rule. You know, it's like when you have a card and、um, you have to name three things within five seconds. And this game is usually around thirty dollars. And I love this game because you can adapt it, you know, and play it、uh, during the lesson as、right. a warm up. You can play it with a company, you know, during a party. So, and once I had like spare forty minutes before my shuttle, so I went to Goodwill, and I saw this game for just three dollars. I bought some amazing books over there for like a dollar or two, including a hardcover. Nabokov's book. Oh yeah. For our、uh, department library, and it was not like you know all scratched or anything. It looked 
I thought it was like brand new. That's why I love shopping at Goodwill. It's because it's not just the clothes. You have so many different items mm-hmm. too. Like decorations for your apartment. Yeah, you just have to check that everything works. If it's something like lights, something like that. But Yeah, I bought a few golf clubs from from the Goodwill shops. And in America, they have a lot of driving ranges. Um, do you know what a driving range is? It's the place where you hit golf balls. Okay. Where you drive the golf balls mm. because the big golf club's called a driver. So if you want to hit a ball really far, you drive the ball. So huh. so I would buy some drivers and go to the driving range and smack some golf balls. And wow. You, you can pick up some clubs for about three bucks, two bucks sometimes. Yeah, but usually, how much would they cost? Oh, insanely like, expensive. Mm-hmm. But these clubs, of course, were really old, outdated clubs. But so, still. But still, I mean, you can buy a driver, i.e. the really big golf club for... 300 400 bucks mm-hmm. sometimes but they're at yeah they're at goodwill you pick them up for three bucks mm-hmm. that's why i love thrifting yep. and again you know trying to find something cool and very often i found clothes you know with still with a price tag on wow so and i was like oh 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 that's good <laughs> that's you know lucky me yay well a lot of people in america they 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 um they do this thing called flipping goods. Flipping goods means buying goods at a low price and selling it for a higher price. Oh and yeah, this is a big trend on eBay where people go to Goodwill mm-hmm. shops and buy clothes real cheap and they flip the clothes. Mm-hmm. And this is a big phenomenon on YouTube where people discuss what clothes they found and then they yeah discuss how much they managed to sell them for. It's a big trend. These people must have a lot of time on their hands. Well, some people make make a living out of it. What? Out of flipping. Yeah, a lot of people can survive solely on flipping. It's it's a whole job in and of itself. Wow. Wow. I wonder if you pay taxes from it. Oh, yeah, you have to. Because if everything is done via eBay, then of course you have a paper oh. trail of everything. Mm-hmm. But... I guess if you go to a flea market and buy something cheap and sell it for a little bit higher, well, I guess it wouldn't be profitable as a flea market. Yeah, because you would have to go there, you know, it's yeah. transport mm-hmm. and everything. But so Yeah, people wow. do pay tax on it because obviously on eBay, there's a paper mm-hmm. trail for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But By the way, you mentioned shopping and it just occurred to me that, okay, because I kind of limited my mind to I was going to ask shopping. about that next. So yeah, do you like other types of shopping? Shopping for books, shopping for food? It, yeah, um, when it comes to, you know, gadgets, that's you know more of my thing because i'm more interested in you know gadgets laptops tablets uh, you know smartphones so i would i would really take the time and um it doesn't mean that i always buy something i could go window shopping just to you know see and look around what's the latest gadget and uh, i'm always interested as to what are the new features yeah but um, of course, um, w- whenever I do that, um, there's also a budget for that because mm-hmm. I'm not that kind of, you know, spender who will just, okay, I, I like this one. I'm going to get it. I'm still reasonable. Mm-hmm. I remember you told the story about, you know, how you were in such a shop and then um, a shopping assistant came to you and tried to ask you questions. They're like, I don't speak Russian. Stop <laughs> exactly. bothering me. And I would just nod and pretend like, you know, sometimes when they are um, like 
they really want to say a lot and you know out of politeness i just nod uh, da da whatever yeah. you're saying duh <laughs> that, that's like, my only do answer. you want to buy that very expensive <laughs> phone for ninety thousand? and you're like duh <laughs> you see <laughs> it's like you know in the movie yes men <laughs> exactly all right, Ben, what about you? What kind of shopping? I love antique shopping. Obviously, I don't buy all the antiques, but I love going to antique shops and You have to be extra careful there, you know, in order careful. not to knock oh anything God. off. Yeah. I mean, coming back to thrift shops, I, I love exploring old things with a, with a character, with a soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I also love going to pawn shops, you know, pawn shops, Lombard in, mm-hmm. in Russian. So yeah, pawn shops, they're, they're great to go to. I... Well, um, back in the day, I would go there only to pawn some of my things, but not yeah. to actually buy or, I don't know, some things that um, the owners can no longer, you know, get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish I had gone to one when I was in London. I think uh, they showed a pawn shop when in a Paddington movie. So when I was like, oh, and that's right where I was, but I didn't go there. I've never been in one. Yeah, there, there are many yeah. in London. Yeah, there are many. Wait, wait. Uh, I'm just interested. You go there and what do you get yourself? Well, you just look at gadgets. You look ah, at, okay. yeah, there, there's all sorts of gadgets. You can buy, I don't know, DJ decks or you can buy mm. speakers or you can look at, I don't know, musical instruments. There's all sorts of things, maybe golden rings. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't buy any of the things. I just oh. go to look at it. Oh, speaking of which, oh yeah, uh, uh, golden ring. So um, accessories. So when it comes to jewelry, but specifically in my case, I'm more into um, watches. Mm-hmm. And I just want to share one story with you. It happened in Kazakhstan. Um, it was, um, what was the brand again? Oh my God, how can I? I'm so sick. Well, a watch remember. brand. Yeah, um, I'm Hublot? trying to remember. Oh God, it's the brand of my watch. How? Okay, whatever. So it's a little high end. So um, I was there one time just to look around and then something caught my attention. It's a very fancy looking watch. It has rose gold um, and some Swarovski crystal, something like that. It was so fancy. Oh, it's just a posh watch. Yeah. And so um, I took a look at it and I decided, um, and then I checked the price and I said, um, okay, maybe not today. Mm-hmm. But then the the sales assistant told me, oh, that's the last of its kind. Of course and it was. I thought, oh my God, I think this, should I buy it now? But then, you know, I am not an impulsive buyer. Mm-hmm. I take my time. I'm very reasonable when it comes to shopping. So I didn't buy it on that day. However, that night I couldn't sleep and I kept thinking <gasps> about it. I searched it on the internet and then I thought, I can't, I can't help it. I got to buy it because I, I was thinking of saving up some money. But then uh, that thing that he said that it's the last of its kind. And I thought, what if tomorrow somebody will buy this one or, you know, two days later. So I was forced to go back there the following day. And guess what? I purchased it. Oh, of course, I don't have any regrets doing that, but I wish uh, I had been given more time to save up the money you instead of losing my yeah. savings. But then again, two weeks later, when I came back, guess what I found there? Hmm. Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> my so spirits are telling me it was this watch. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Exactly the same model. And I just thought, this crafty little doo 
of a you know sales assistant. Yeah. He got me. He got me. And then I thought, next time I'm never gonna believe you know sales assistants again ever. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, take everything with a grain of salt. You know everything they say. Like, oh, it's the last an exclusive offer only for you. Did, did you ever? Did you ever bargain for clothes in Kazakhstan or? In Yakutsk, did you ever bargain? Are you talented bargainers? Well, I personally am not. You know, it's easier for me to just say, yeah, okay. My mom, however, oh, she's she's a master haggler, yeah. I would say. She would just, you know, like, oh, you don't want to lower the price? Well, I guess I won't buy anything from you, bye. So she's just a master, really. You know, if you go to Asia, especially Southeast Asia or even East Asia, you know, in China they do this a lot, uh, a lot haggling, um, and it's also, I would say, maybe a part of our culture. So, uh, I've seen my, you know, my relatives they really haggle a lot, and they they try to bring down the price uh, to the lowest mm-hmm. that you know they can possibly be. But in my case, I don't know, for some reason, I just feel guilty because, you know, this person is trying to sell something because he wants to earn money. So I don't try to push it too much. So I, I, I still try to haggle, but mm-hmm. I don't try to push it, you know, to the lowest price mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, I think it's also widespread in Middle East. Yeah. yeah. And I have I have a story of a friend of mine, actually. Thanks for bringing this topic up, by the way. Mm-hmm. So she went to... Um, where was it? I think she went to Tajikistan. And in there, she wanted to buy, you know, some fruit and nuts. Um, and before going, she, you know, she had not taken a classes, but she had learned, you know, some of the numbers, some of the basic phrases. So and she went there and clearly not a local, of course. So and uh, she asked, how much is that? And um, the man said, well, it's, let's say, 170 she said, yeah, okay. She was thinking what else to get. Meanwhile, another man who was a local asked for the same thing. I don't remember what it was. So for the same thing. And um, the seller told him, you know, replied in uh, Tajik saying, oh, it's just, you know, 30. She just looked at him and said, wait a second. You just told him it was 30. <laughs> and you told me it was 170. Excuse you. He's like, you speak Tajik? You can get it for free. Like, it's a gift. Like, thank you for learning. Like, it was so sweet. But also, you know, I think that if I'm going to go to a country where hackling is so widespread, I'm definitely going to learn, you know, the numbers or something like that. True, because, okay, there's also a thing. I I think it's not just in the Philippines, but I guess it's true for a lot of countries when they see that you're a foreigner, they would tend to give you a much higher price than Mm -hmm. the locals. So it yeah. helps if you could shop around with a local if you're mm-hmm. going to visit another country. Otherwise, they're going to sell you w- w- with a higher price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes several times higher. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, trying to save money and everything. What do you think about Black Friday? Oh, Black Friday. Is the a, day for save. It's a wonderful <laughs> experience. Have you ever seen the videos on YouTube of people getting into proper fights over? Yes. It's- so... <laughs> It's a wonderful experience, says Ben. <laughs> Unless you're in there. Well, it can be fun as long as you. <laughs> Have you ever distance. been, you know, in the shop on a black, uh, black Friday? To be honest, no. 
Well, I've just I've just sat back and watched the videos on YouTube of <laughs> Neither have I. I'm I'm afraid of that, you know. I think, oh my god, how many people are gonna be there? And then you know, you see all those videos and you think, uh, no. <laughs> Black Friday You're reminds me of the London riots. I don't know if you if anyone's heard of the London riots, but in twenty eleven there were widespread widespread riots all over London and people would just smash into shops and take whatever they liked and and it was it's kind of like Black Friday and that's what Black Friday is. It I was, think what he wanted wow. to say was looting, but okay. Yeah, it is looting. It's, it yeah. It sounds more like looting. It is essentially like looting, yeah. Wow. Ken, what about you? What do you think of Black Friday? Um, do you think it's a cool thing? It's interesting um, from someone who doesn't really go there mm-hmm. uh, on the day itself. And I've never been to a shop on a Black Friday sale. So I, I've just seen videos which are really funny and interesting. I find them really entertaining, especially when customers fight each other. It's like, yeah, yeah fight for it. You can do it. <laughs> but personally, no, I've never been to a shop on this particular day. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes people, you know, wake up at or even not go to bed and, you know, just stand in line throughout the night, set up tents? Wow. That, I think that's insane. I don't know what drives people to do this. Um, are they going to, I don't know, um, it's just my fury. Maybe they want to get those items um, and then try to sell them or resell them later on. I don't know. Because I, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I only have heard of stories of people who wanted to get something expensive, like a big TV, but they couldn't afford it. So they were waiting for the, you know, for, for the day of mm. uh, Black Friday in order to get it. But yeah, I just cannot imagine. And, I, you know, I also wonder if people from, let's say, Massachusetts, which is also very often uh, called Taxachusetts because of the yep. taxes, um, <coughs> if they go to other states for Black Friday too. Because, you know, normally people who want to buy some kind of a device, they don't buy it in Massachusetts. They go to New Hampshire, which is like a half Or half New Jersey. Hour. New Jersey has no tax on clothing, apparently. Mm. So if you're a resident of New York, usually people go across the border to New Jersey to buy clothes. Yeah, which is like 40 minutes on a, on a train or something. Yeah. Well, mass people, they go to New Hampshire because it's like 30, 40 minute drive. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, they also don't have um, taxes on clothes. And in Massachusetts, as far as I remember, the tax on gadgets is 25%. Mm. So in New Hampshire, it's, I think it's around like 10 or something like that. Yeah, so a lot of people go there to get devices or fireworks because you can't legally buy fireworks in Massachusetts. It's forbidden to set them off. So people go to New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, really the moment you cross the border between the states, you see a firework shop. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So and, um, and what about online shopping? So are you as against online shopping as you are against (laughs) offline shopping? Um, The thing here is I am not a very patient person and I know that it will take a while to actually get whatever you have decided to purchase. Mm -hmm. I think the only things that I have been able to purchase online are tickets for, I mean, plane tickets, but I Mm -hmm. don't think that is, is that shopping? I don't think so. Mm. So it's just, you know, purchasing tickets online. But if we talk about, you know, like clothes or, you know, devices, I don't think I've ever done that. 
I mean, the other thing is other than, you know, the waiting time mm-hmm. is also the quality. I don't know. For some reason, I just doubt it. I, I feel like what you see on the website isn't exactly the same as the, you know, actual item. And I don't want people to, you know, like cheat on me in that mm-hmm. sense. So, yeah, no. Have you seen all those expectation versus reality yeah, yeah, pictures? Yeah, I know. I, and this encouraged me even more not to do online shopping. <laughs> But I must say, though, because I do have friends who do this one and they said it's much cheaper and mm-hmm. it's not as bad. So maybe one day I'll consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Ben, what about you? I just had my first experience on Ozon Tochkaru. Oh, so well, how bought, was it? It was pretty good. I, I picked up a, it was supposed to be a brown hoodie. It was actually like a dark green hoodie. Um, maybe I'm that going, happens a lot with yeah. Zon. Yeah, but it was it was still it was good quality. It was very comfortable, and I was very happy. Did you pick it up at one of those um, boxes? Not the boxes. Like the it was it was just a ordinary. I'm trying to think how to describe it. It was just a drop off shop Aww. or a pickup point. So it wasn't the boxes that you see, for instance, at. Um, Lenin Scope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh nearly but, every um, underground station now. They're really cool. I still haven't done that but yeah. i would love to i have used that um yeah. several times because i have one just you know um one minute away from my home yeah. a question why do you think this company is called like that i have no idea can you say the name of the company again Ozone. does it remind you of something maybe some Ozone. other some other big conglomerate which is you know amazon yes so clever (laughs) that was the idea so they couldn't of course name the company the same way as amazon so they were like well we're just gonna you know cut three letters (laughs) off nobody's gonna notice anything and then we're gonna do exactly the same thing that they did (sighs) and just like amazon so amazon initially they um they started with selling books, like yeah. on uh, ebooks and books, <laughs> and that's what Azon did too. And only later they expanded. So basically, they tried to copy the strategy of Amazon. Mm. It's really, there's, there are a lot of businesses like that in Russia. I saw this funny episode on YouTube of this YouTube channel I subscribe to called NFKRZ or NFKRZ, and there he spotted a place in Chelyabinsk called McBurger and the logo looked very similar to McDonald's. Oh yeah, was, oh yeah. And and there is um in Crimea, you have Crimean fried chicken. <laughs> wow. And the logo looks like Which KFC. Which happens to sound like KFC. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, not K, Just but CFC. C. Yeah. But you may use the, you know, the Cyrillic K. Yeah, right. And then it would look... Exactly, that's why, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, but Azon got quite successful, as you can see. It is, yeah. And I also I also bought a um, Russian-English illustrated dictionary. So, dictionary with pictures. So, there's a lot of oh, good stuff Oh, I love stuff these on. things. Mm. Yeah. But wait a second, you said you've just had your first experience with online shopping. Are you saying that while you lived in Vegas, you never used Amazon? Oh, no, no, no. of course I've used Amazon in, in the States. I mean, first... Ozon, Ozon, oh, okay. Because I'm like, wait, that does not sound right. <laughs> I meant to say my first Russian online shopping okay. experience. Yeah, because I have not meet, I have not uh, met a single uh, person who lived in the US and never ordered anything from Amazon. It's impossible. Oh, I ordered so much stuff from Amazon. Oh, right. wow. yeah. me too, me too. And you know, and the thing is that they, 
it's also so tempting sometimes because, you know, if you have Amazon Prime, it's the next day delivery or two day delivery. So and you're like, oh, you know, I can I can get, you know, a rug or some things for the for the house. I don't think they sell clothes, though, but they sell all the other stuff. Oh, Amazon sells clothes. Yeah. Really? Amazon they do? sells everything. A lot of people don't like Amazon because of it apparently destroys smaller businesses but well, at the same it time it gives individuals an opportunity to sell their own products anyway so it destroys brick and mortar businesses mm-hmm. if you understand mm-hmm. what that mm-hmm. means yeah but um, also you know people who are so against it i mean i lived uh in a very small town so all the shops that were there were boutiques like i could not afford a single thing over there apart from a paper clip maybe that's it like too expensive everything so what would i do save money to buy a single towel like come on (laughs) of course i would turn to amazon and buy everything and then also when i when i just uh started working at wellesley all the international students and employees were given a hundred dollar gift card you know as a welcome to buy all the essentials and i'm like okay so i need a vacuum cleaner a rug you know things for the room Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Three days later, I got it. Well, vacuum wow. cleaners, you could have just bought a Goodwill. <laughs> you know, at that time, I didn't even know that that existed. Yeah. yeah. I th- yeah, I think I think I didn't know where Goodwill was or what it was. But yeah, I mean, I didn't pay for it. So still good. Still good. Yeah. And um, one more thing about Amazon. Um, do you remember the logo? Well, the, the Amazon logo, mm-hmm. which is Amazon. Yeah, but the thing is that um, between the A and the Z, everything else forms an arrow. So they mm. want to show that they sell everything from A to Z. Oh, like, wow. Whatever you name, <laughs> they sell it. So, he, so Ben was right. They sell everything. <laughs> they do. They do. I just don't remember them selling clothes. And I realized that's just because I never actually checked it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and do you know anything about AliExpress, which is another? Oh yes, the the Chinese conglomerate. Popular. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it first appeared. Well, people in Russia were, you know, still skeptical about like, oh, how come and how do we choose? Then there was a craze for it. Really, people became obsessed with it. So, and now it expanded so much that uh, they now have like offices in Russia and everything and they have like fast delivery. And because of uh, AliExpress, there were or there appeared some direct flights, direct way, you know, to transport the goods and everything. So, and I even remember like my family, we used to order a lot of things from them. We still do, you know, things like phone cases that are usually like $2 there. But AliExpress is mostly wholesale, isn't it? It's not really individual items it's usually wholesale isn't it nope oh no i mean you can buy a single paper clip if you want so and uh, um how, how much time the uh, i mean till you get your purchase that depends i i would say averagely it's around three weeks four weeks maybe mm-hmm. it used to be two three months and now if you are waiting for more than two months and you still haven't got anything, you can uh, start a claim and get your money back. So, yeah, but now it's become way faster. And then in January, I ordered some um, phone pockets, you know, these things for the cards. Right. Um, 
And I got them after like 10 days. I was shocked. Not bad. So if you're ready to wait, this is a good place, you know, to order some things. Mm-hmm. But then you have to always pay attention to all the feedback and description, especially if you buy clothes, for example. I was about to ask that actually, like, what's the quality like? Uh, yeah, you have to uh, read the feedback. And now there are so many profiles on Instagram where they post, you know, outlooks and everything based solely on clothes they got from AliExpress. And they uh, give you, you know, links, some mm-hmm. kind of promo codes and everything. So, and you can see, um, well, okay, we, we can say the names and everything. So very often people want to buy clothes at shops like Zara, but the Mm -hmm. thing is that sometimes they are, you know, way too expensive. So you can find the exact copies of things from uh, shops on AliExpress with the same quality or sometimes, as I have noticed, even better. Wow, really? Zara's quality went down the hill recently, really. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and sometimes it's twice... As, you know, twice as cheap, three times cheap. So mm. there's, a, there's another platform. I'm not sure if you've had experience with it, but Etsy.com, which is handmade goods. Etsy is handmade, yeah. yeah usually, uh, to be honest, I haven't actually, I don't think I've bought anything off of Etsy.com, but they sell a lot of handmade goods, usually mm-hmm. maybe knitted goods. So for instance, knitted sweaters, knitted scarves, etc. I haven't bought anything off this website myself, but... I have a friend who recently sold her first thing uh, on Etsy. It was this um, thing that you put above um, a baby bed, you know, so that the baby can kind of play with the toys. Yeah. What's it called? Like mobile. I think it's oh, called yeah, the mobile. Yeah, the mo- I, think, I think they're called mobile. And uh, yeah. I, th- I think they are. I think they are. And the yeah, thing mobiles. is that the toys were knitted um, <laughs> and then there was some crocheted thing. But she says, okay, she had to pay uh, a tax off it, Etsy fee, ad fee, and then also pay for, you know, um, the deli- well, for the postal services to send it from Massachusetts to uh, Oregon. So, and in the end, she got like, she earned like $1. She's yeah. like, so does she increase the price and make it way too expensive? But what's the point then? People are not going to buy it. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I honestly admire people who can make a living on oh, Etsy. Yeah, me too. I, at one point, I had a hobby of working with leather and I started making leather wallets and all sorts of leather belts and stuff. And yeah, because I wanted to make... It all started from a desire to make a bicycle saddle out of leather. And, I and look st- where it led you. <laughs> and I thought, oh, let's try sell something on Etsy. It didn't work out in the end. But yeah, I very much admire people who can make a living mm-hmm. off of Etsy. Wow. So I think they have to calculate a lot of things given the fees and the tax mm-hmm. and, ev- yeah. well, and everything. Consider everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I have a little bit like three facts about online shopping because I was wondering... How did everything change, you know, in 2020? Because people could no longer go to offline shops or go to malls. So, and apparently in 2020, uh, there were 2.05 billion online shoppers. Whereas in 2019, this number was, you know, more than several millions lower. So, and then... 75% of people in 2020, at least, shop online at least once a month. Hmm. So whereas you can imagine before 2020, I'm pretty sure there was another situation. 
And Amazon accounts for 47% of all US e-commerce sales in 2020. It's big. And I th- as, as far as I remember, they, they were planning on uh, hitting 50% goal uh, of all the online sales in the US in 2021. That makes Jeff Bezos super happy. <laughs> yeah, well, he recently had to give like what nearly half of all of his um, income, like everything he owes to his wife, who's now an ex-wife. So, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's still one of the richest men on earth. He is. I think is he the richest man? No, I think he is. Well, not after the divorce. Yeah, I guess it's half this. <laughs> this is funny yeah. because it's now beginning to sound like um, a gossip or a rumor or whatever. <laughs> well, let's spice our podcast up, you know, a little bit. <laughs> we need to, you know, raise the, uh, the the amount of listeners. So maybe that'll work. <laughs> okay. And um, in general, what do you think about uh, trends? And do you know what's what's in vogue, what's trendy right now? You know, this is funny because I come from a country where basically people are like sheeple. They just follow the trend. They, you know, whatever is out there. Oh my goodness. And then you see those fashion victims who wear something (laughs) they should not be wearing probably. Yeah, I know. But um, I'm saying that I, you know, it's so ironic for me to say this because um, I I come from that kind of like culture um, who is obsessed with uh, whatever is trendy, but... I always go against fashion. Well, mm-hmm. I don't even have, I don't know if I have a particular like style that you can actually consider as, oh, that's fashionable. I, mm-hmm. I don't know because I am, um, I don't follow fashion at all. Mm-hmm. Although I can appreciate watching um, vloggers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for, for example, when they wear um, Louis Vuitton, you know, the high end um, brands. Um, but for me personally, no, I don't really follow that. Ben. I mean, trends are just a part of human nature at the end. Yeah. Fair, it's just, fair it's just human nature. Some trends are cool. Some trends are not cool. Is there any kind of a fashion trend that you think should never see the light of day ever again? Some trend that you hated? Fashion trends. Ooh, I mean, I'm, try- I'm trying to think. I mean, I, this. I guess you could take any trend and make it cool. There are, there are always cool aspects of every of trend. Of course, but I mean, but it's more about your personal I'm try- opinion. My, my personal hate, <laughs> my personal <laughs> grudge. I'm trying to think. Onesies are a bit annoying. <laughs> they do look comfy though. They do look comfy. But- Wait a second. I'm just interested. Have you ever followed, you know, some trends and then regretted have I followed it. Followed a trend. Yeah, I'm sure I have. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you have. Yeah. Like, like what? I mean, I bought some silly. Oh, I remember. I bought these these trousers back when I was 19 years old. They they were absolutely crazy. They <laughs> they. I'm trying to describe them. They look like monkey pants, where the bottom of the trousers comes it's so hard to explain because they're very you will just have to attach a picture in the comment <laughs> I, section I try to please attach. And I, I bought these trousers thinking i was really cool and i look i just look like such a muppet at the end of the day <laughs> speaking was... of trousers i just um i just remember when i was a teenager there was a time when elephant pants were a thing what does that mean so elephant like, pants um they're very um uh 
how will I describe this one? It's it's not so it's a bit tight on the upper part mm-hmm. of the leg, and then it goes. Oh, open oh, down those, yeah, okay, okay. And I think it was several years ago, right? That they were quite popular. And I tried to sort of follow the trend at the time because I thought it was cool, but I think that's the only trend that I've ever followed. Mm-hmm. I can think only of one trend that I hope will never come back. Please don't. I mean, of course, there are people who love it and on whom this thing looks great. It's low waist jeans. Ah, uh, <laughs> you know, you when somebody, I mean, first of all, they tend to look amazing only on, you know, people with amazing figure and oh, amazing mm-hmm, bodies. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, there's one big downside to low waist jeans. When people sit, yeah, <laughs> you see what you do not want to see very often. We call, we call them builder's bottoms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because usually when builders <laughs> bend over, that you can you can see their bottoms. Usually so there's probably... Builder's bottoms. Yeah, that's probably it. You know, I think the reason why they wear that, because they want to show off, they want to show... I I mean, it all started, and this trend started in the early 2000s because of Christina Aguilera. Remember, because she rocked it. Like, she rocked that outfit. (laughs) Well, of course, of course you do. I remember you, you love her. But, I mean, and then more people started wearing that, but... I don't know. It's also, you know, so uncomfortable. You have to constantly think like, oh, is do people see what they're not supposed to see? And then it kind of, you know, puts so much pressure on your lower abdomen. And you're like, ugh, well, so uncomfortable. But it looked great on Christina Aguilera. <laughs> well, she was one of very few people who nailed it. Like, really, one of very few. But it's not for everyone. As you yeah, said, there are yeah. others who try to force themselves into, you know, doing a particular trend but it doesn't really suit them Mm -hmm. so it just looks like a fashion victim or Mm -hmm. fashion road kill other than that i can't think of anything because as long as you're comfy but it was just like again my personal grudge as you said (laughs) i don't like low waist jeans so that's why i'm so happy that now you can go to a shop and find any kind of jeans like mom's jeans high waist jeans like thank you finally variety by the way, I wanted to ask you guys, um, when you came to Russia, have you noticed anything about what people wear, how they dress? Like, is there any kind of a big difference? Or what was- I've noticed is a lot of Russians, well, younger Russians tend to be inspired by, I guess, Korean fashion. Do you understand, mm-hmm. do you yeah. understand what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the mm-hmm. kind of Eastern fashion. It's really quite interesting. It's, it's quite trendy in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you know, teenagers. But I, I just find it uh, a bit funny in a way because I thought, like, why do you follow, you know, K-pop fashion? Uh, well, I have nothing against it because for once in my life, I was also a K-pop fan. But, you know, I'm a little dedushka now. So I don't, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like it that much anymore. But I just, I don't know. It's like, but you're Russians. You should have your like your own style. Although I guess you know Russians have their own you know fashion. I don't know. You know this. The, there is this stereotype, which is well, actually, it's true more or less that a lot of Russian girls, you know, wear heels. A lot of well, most of the time they wear full makeup. And if you are in any kind of a city where people mostly wear sneakers and then you see a lady, you know, wearing high heels, 
60% is going to be someone from Eastern Europe, Russia, Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny, some God. So once um, I took my students to a Russian shop in Massachusetts. So, you know, field trip, yay. And they noticed a lady. She was like in her 60s, maybe. She had a long fur coat and it was like minus two outside. So, you know, uh, high heels and she went shopping food shopping wearing oh, you these. mean minus two fahrenheit or no celsius. minus two celsius, celsius yeah, yeah. so and they just looked at her like katya and i'm like yeah you know people dress up for for this sometimes <laughs> so you can easily spot a russian very often in other countries and i always laughed at that because when i was um working at Wellesley, you know, I was going from one classroom to another and very often I was just going and our administrator would shout out of her room like, hello, Katya. I'm like, how do you know that's me? She's like, you are literally the only person on the whole campus who wears heels. So your click, clack, click, clack, click, clack can be heard anywhere. I'm like, I love my click, clack, clink, clack sounds. You know this? Yeah. So, yeah, but there is another stereotype, not about Russians, but about British people this time. And I have no idea whether it's true or not. Uh, but uh, apparently people think that women in Britain dress horribly. You know, they don't know how to combine clothes. But men, however, dress very fashionably. You know, there's always this association of uh, men wearing suits. So... What's well, men don't wear suits in England necessarily. It depends which generation you're talking about. Of course, mm -hmm. of that was definitely the case of older generations, but modern generations, it's it's kind of similar to Russian fashion mm -hmm. in a way. It's not too different. I mean, now the internet has kind of blended everyone together. I was going to say that, yeah. But, I th but yeah, I mean, people in the West tend to dress in a more comfy style whereas here in russia people women especially get dressed up to go to the supermarket to especially now during the yeah. pandemic where else should i wear my clothes <laughs> exactly so it is quite interesting but yeah i've heard a lot of russian youtubers talk about how they were shocked when they moved to the uk or to america and People just dress so casually. People would wear pajamas to the supermarket. Oh, God. Oh, may I? Oh, I have so many comments right now. So what should I start with? All right. Let's start with what you just said about moving to the US. That was my situation too. So because I was shocked when during the first week of me teaching at an American university ever in my life, I saw so many students coming to class in yoga pants or pajama pants. I'm like, I, I'm... Okay. So and then I noticed that it was, you know, okay. And there were even, you know, like videos, like when you're Russian moving to the US, first day, you know, first month, you were, you know, full parade, let's say, you know, heels, everything. One year later, you wear pajama pants and everything. So, but yeah, that shocked me. But I loved how people in the US don't care what others think. They dress as long as they feel comfortable. They don't care. So, and I love that. That's why I feel more comfortable in the US than I do here in Russia. So there's more pressure here to look great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This, oh God. Yes. And also there's this whole other layer to Russian fashion culture, whereby if you wear certain labels, you can get in trouble. I heard that if you wear Stone Island what? in the wrong part of town, you can get in big trouble. I have never heard that. A lot of the russian what are they called ultras the ultras the football fans the the thugs they mm -hmm. um they wear stone island 
and it's kind of like a badge of honor to be able to wear this so if you go to the wrong part of town and you wear a certain label you can get in trouble i have never heard that never heard wow it. yeah look it up yeah no. type in stone island mm. russia i guess thugs on google <laughs> you can i think there's um i wonder if that surprised you when you came uh here in russia i'm not gonna call it fashion or something but a trend stupidity maybe but when it was minus 30 minus 25 minus 40 have you noticed those young people usually teenagers with their jeans you know rolled up with bare ankles wearing sneakers <laughs> and very often you could see them you know the ankles being red because of the hypothermia yeah i've seen those and i thought oh my god what's happening right here? You, you're but crazy. so many people do that. I, I roll up my jeans, but I always wear socks underneath, unless it's like really hot summer day. But minus anyway, thirty. Yeah, that's like it was that's crazy. Ridiculous. And a lot of doctors say, like, yeah, we we daily get patients with hypothermia, you know, and things like that, frozen ankles. When I saw some of them, I just thought to myself, oh, well, they're Siberians, so... No, uh, it's they what they... It I think you can say it's like uh, fashion over brains or something like that. <laughs> no, it's just, brains. just stupidity. <laughs> I mean, you risk your own health just to look cool, cool as you think, you right. know, but yeah. It's not very healthy. No, no. I, I guess the high heels <laughs> on the icy streets is... It's also, yeah, that quite is risky. Funny and yeah. I'm very often, you know, tempted to put on heels. But then I think, what if I what if I fall? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I'm good at falling even wearing like flip-flops, so... <laughs> I don't understand how people walk up steps on an icy day in high heels. No. I mean, I love wearing heels a lot and um, I can wear my heels for like nine, ten hours straight and, feel, you know, feeling fine. But yeah, on ice, no. You know, there's this, um, I recently saw the picture. It's like ladies who can walk all day, you know, in heel, like wearing heels. I admire you. Ladies who somehow, you know, trip over when they're wearing flip-flops. I feel you. You're my <laughs> sisters. So that's that's me sometimes. Yeah. So, and I think since we're talking about fashion and clothes and everything, we can't but mention very serious issue that is so widely spoken right now, which is fast fashion. So tell me, how would you define fast fashion? What is it? I think it's more of the quantity and trying to follow certain trends. Um, can we name drop some brands? Yeah. H&M, <laughs> Forever 21, maybe Uniqlo, which is a Japanese mm -hmm. brand. Um, it's more like mass production, selling to people, mm -hmm. you know, gaining more profit. But I don't think they are, um, th these aren't timeless pieces that you can wear that's more mm -hmm. classic mm -hmm. and more sustainable. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, fast food, lower quality, lower price. True. You're going to forget that about that, you know, like in a minute. And, you know, I remember reading about fast fashion and I was horrified because apparently uh in the world 80 billion pieces of clothing are consumed every year 80 billion like my little brain wow. you know you mean purchased or disposed of or just con consumed in what sense you mean purchased or i think it's more about per well i think it's purchased but um that would include um secondhand as well so but yeah. still 
80 billion. I cannot even imagine a number like that. Like, so in the fashion industry annually gets um, more than 1.5 trillion dollars. That's and a lot that's of money. even more zeros, <laughs> like too many zeros. So, and on average, a person uh, wears um, a fast fashion item for, f- well, five times, if I'm not mistaken. So, and usually it lasts like 30, 60 days, mm-hmm. very often. And um, I also read that an average American, one person, uh, averagely produces 82 pounds of textile waste per year. Just one person. It's like, what, 30-something kilos, like 35 kilos. Ha! Huh? That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So and why why is fast fashion bad? So if we need to explain, like, what's so bad about it? Well, I can buy cheap clothes and I can throw them away. So what's a big deal? Well, I guess maybe it supports an industry of sweatshops. Yes. Perhaps that's... Well, some people will talk about the environment and the environmental impact, but I guess the worst part is sustaining an industry of people working mm-hmm. 18 hour days. Mm-hmm. With like child labor. Yeah. And there was recently this um, conflict with China and cotton that they um, supplied for H&M and everything that they used the labor of uh, Uyghur people. Oh, yeah. Who are kept, you know, in horrible conditions and not paid at all. So it's like a concentration camp over there. So yeah, this is the first reason. And the second, you've mentioned environment. True. So, a lot of waste and that's, you know, dumped into the environment. And also, I want to add the superficiality of it all because it seems like they just care about, you know, what's the latest or what's fashionable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really last long. So that kind of mentality is also, I guess, the... Consumerism. Yeah, exactly. And um, I was shocked to find out that um, clothing industry now is the second highest polluter of clean water. Mm-hmm. Because apparently you need uh, a lot of water, you know, to dye a piece of clothing and to dye everything. And then the global cotton industry apparently uses more pesticides than any other crop in the world so in this also you know poisons since they use pesticides this poisons farmers it poisons the water so um yeah and then if we talk about fast fashion materials it's usually not you know good quality cotton but it's usually polyester true and that takes hundreds of years to break down like yeah and then because of fashion over 70 million trees are logged every year just to produce clothes and everything. Uh, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, bad for the trees, you know. <laughs> so how can, we, how can we then be more sustainable, maybe, you know, when choosing clothes or when in thrift general? Shops. Thrift shops. Thrift shops. Yeah, that's one practical approach. Mm-hmm. So thrifting, yes. Actually, in Novosibirsk, there's uh, a cool thrift shop. Oh, Mega Hand. That's not a cool one. Is that not a cool one? It's not a cool one. There was not many guys' items. I went there a few weeks ago. I think that's the problem in general with thrift shops in in Russia. In America, you have loads of men's clothing. I can can explain why. So, for example, and I think this is the case for like 90% of men in Russia. My dad used to have, let's say, five shirts. And he was wearing them for like 20 years. And when my mom suggested like, maybe we can buy you a new one, he's like, 
why this one's fine does it have holes no so i'm fine <laughs> and i like it so there's nothing that men uh you know can bring to a thrift thrift store just because they wear clothes until they you know <laughs> torn apart and they like you know fall apart because they're so worn out so that's why whereas women are more like you know shopaholics and buying you know a lot of pieces and then not knowing what to do with them you know i'm laughing because um your dad's i guess you know fashion sense or whatever um it's kind of reflective of <laughs> what i do in my personal life uh, and going back to your question so what should we do to make it more sustainable i guess you have to build your wardrobe with timeless um let's say staples that you could wear year after year so you mm-hmm. won't have to go shopping every now and then because well you know it's just a waste of money personally mm-hmm. that's how i see it and let's be fair how many of us have had the situation when we bought something and then never put it on well not oh. for me <laughs> i mean I, I love going to thrift shops but i don't actually buy that much stuff so i mean yeah well so we can uh we can pay more attention as to where something is produced what kind of labor they use because some companies you know they have become more transparent about that because mm-hmm. they know that it matters to people right so and then maybe buy higher quality goods because then they are going to last and you know um actually one step to that would be getting this capsule wardrobe you know it's like um do you know the 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 concept of capsule wardrobe mm-hmm. nope is it like capsule hotels where it's really small? No, a capsule wardrobe is <laughs> when you idea. is when you get a certain set of timeless pieces and then maybe uh, a couple of bright items. So and you can combine them in such a way, in a numerous amount of ways, mm. so that you don't need to buy anything else until one of these items actually, you know, wears out, for mm. example. This way, you have some kind of a basis. Mm. So you don't need to worry about, um, you know, buying and going shopping and everything. And then you choose this capsule wardrobe, you know, for yourself. So you take everything into account, what you do mm-hmm. and everything. And usually, you know, you can combine pieces so that you can go to work, then go to a party, mm-hmm. then go to a birthday celebration or theater, you know. So and I think that's a fantastic idea. So you can just mix and match. Yeah. Mm hmm. Usually people, um, well, since it's, you know, basic, it's usually in uh, neutral colors like black, white, gray, beige. And then you usually have some kind of uh, bright accessories maybe, Mm. or let's say a bright blazer so that you can combine it in different ways. So, yeah, I think that also might be one of the steps to being more conscious. Yeah. So, and you know... um, when we start um, our podcast episode, we say that the main goal of the podcast is to learn something new. So did you learn anything new today? Yes. And what was it? <laughs> uh, re- regarding, you know, uh, thrifting. That's one because I don't, you know, I don't really do it very often, but I guess I will reconsider and rethink about it. And, you know, just for me to be able to save up money as well mm-hmm. and for me not to contribute to the waste that's mm-hmm. dumped into the environment by this fast fashion thing. So mm-hmm. I learned about the difficulties of buying clothes in an open air market in Yakutsk. <laughs> Mm, I wish I could say you should go and check this out yourself, but there are no more outdoor markets there. Well, unless you want to buy fish, but then again, it's 
not a very long experience. You won't have to change, you know, and try something on. Yeah, you should have come earlier, probably. <laughs> Swimsuit shopping in Yakut in winter. <laughs> well, and th then you just have to trust your intuition. You know, like, yeah, that'll do. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was the Big Apple School podcast. And today we discussed fashion trends, style, and shopping. And we want to know what you, dear listeners, think about all that. So do you often go shopping? Are you a shopaholic maybe? So what do you do to become a more conscious shopper? And in general, what style you have? What do you prefer buying? Or where do you prefer shopping? Let us know. We always want to chat. So, and if you struggle to understand our conversation, you are always welcome to our website, which is bigappleschool.com slash podcast. You can find full scripts of each episode there so you can read and listen and it's very user-friendly. So, amazing. And if you want to get more content, which will help you learn English, you can follow us on social media such as Instagram, VK, Telegram. We are everywhere. Just search our name, which is Big Apple School. So, that was Katya and my guests for today were... Ken... And Benjamin. Stay tuned and we'll see you around.